0: Hi everyone. Welcome to the Curiously Creative Podcast. Curiously Creative loves creativity and inspiring people to follow their own creative curiosities. We hope to bring you a bit of joy and inspiration with everything we do so that you can fall in love with creativity too. I'm your host, Akriti Lee, and each month I share conversations with all kinds of creative people who share their journeys and unique perspectives around their own creativity. We hope these conversations help us understand our own creative process and have the courage to live more creative lives. Today, I'm incredibly excited and grateful to be presenting the very inspiring Flux, aka Haley King. Haley is a multidisciplined street artist and entrepreneur, from aerosol and stencil art to prints, publications, murals, graphic design, live paintings, workshops, collaborations charity work children's books solo exhibitions and so so much more haley's vibrant work has made flocks become one of new zealand's most widely recognized in-demand and versatile art brands Thanks for taking the time to do this. You're welcome. Especially before heading out. Yeah, all
1: good, all good. On holiday. Cool.
0: I'm glad we could squeeze this in. Yes, indeed. So I guess for starters, yep. it would be awesome to get an insight into how your artistic journey first started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how did it all start out for you? Have um, you always known that art was kind of your direction and your thing? So sort speak?
1: of. Um, I guess I, I was quite arty as a kid, yeah. Um, so I guess you could say it started back then but um, from a professional point of view I sort of bit the bullet and enrolled in art school when I was 20 and you know and it was at that point that I sort of thought no I actually want to be serious about this and I want to take this pathway. So I I enrolled at Unitech and I did a bachelor there, a bachelor of design majoring in painting. It wasn't until after I left that I picked up a spray can for the first time and I kind of took on the whole um, alias flocks and yeah. um, all that sort of world began to open for me.
0: So it wasn't after you graduated that you discovered the aerosol Correct. as a medium? yeah. How did that come about?
1: Um, my partner at the time, he was having a dabble himself. Yeah. I He was starting to put posters up on the street and doing a little bit of street art and stuff and I was like, oh, that looks like fun. So... I was still painting in the studio, creating works that could potentially, you know, because I was still in the mindset of Mm. wanting to have exhibitions and stuff, and I wanted to keep the momentum up of just painting, because I know as soon as you leave art school and you leave that, uh, I guess, that safe space of having your peers around you and having a space to paint in, things can suddenly fall away very quickly, so I knew I wanted to keep up that momentum so yeah he um his name was Ross he was you know doing doing a bunch of stuff on the street and I liked the idea of you know the street is a canvas mm-hmm. so I started having a little play with aerosol too cutting stencils and incorporating yeah. this into my own studio work as well
0: especially as in art school they never really no. Expose you to that medium right? no it's, and it's
1: not well, art school is art school you can go down whatever road you choose,, yeah. I guess, like they want you to be self directed and that sort of thing, so it's a it's kind of a catch twenty two where I mean no, it wasn't necessarily a medium that was readily available mm-hmm. or talked about or even considered, however, I'm sure it would not have been frowned upon had I right you right, know, sure. but it just was a natural time that um I collided with it and I've never looked back
0: and I guess the mindset you would have learned from the art school would have been great in terms of like just this is cool yeah but just to roll with it yeah exactly yeah and give it a try yeah so you started off being a solo artist so Mm -hmm. to speak Mm -hmm. Um, and then from then now you have established a business and a team what was it like transitioning from being a one-man band and then having a business headspace and developing a team
1: it's been baby steps yeah. and it's been um a very gradual um i guess development over the last twelve years, so it wasn't like one day I was on my own and the next day I had a team yeah like I've had um like my one of my good um, friends still works for me we've been working together for about eight years now, mm-hmm. whereas my two full timers one's been here for about five years now and one's New, so have yeah. only been here for about six months. So as you can see, um, you know it is very gradual. And I, and you know, like any small business, whether it's creative or not, yeah. you really have to take baby steps in order to grow like that. Otherwise, if you become, if you grow too fast for yourself, mm-hmm. or if you overextend with mm. um, output expenses, that sort of yes. thing, obviously, yes. it's um, <clears throat> quite a bit more risky.
0: <laughs> and you risk um, early burnout.
1: Yeah, yeah, all yeah. sorts. Yeah.
0: Um. So, in terms of those baby steps, mm-hmm. what were some of the crucial ones that you felt like helped you transition, whether it be quickly or over a long yeah. period of time?
1: Um. Well, I think the very first pertinent step was doing a business course. So I went and did like a 14 week intensive business course, which taught me how to do my own taxes and, you know, all that (laughs) crap that you hate doing. (laughs) So that was, that was the very first step. And then um, I think I, I I said yes to many things in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I kept my fingers in a lot of pies. I kept very busy. I would. I wanted to be seen in many different facets of the industry. I didn't want to just stick to... I didn't want to be labelled anything. I didn't want to be a street artist. I didn't want to be an exhibiting artist. I didn't want to sign up with a gallery. Um, I didn't want to be a fashion designer. However, I wanted to be it all. You wanted so, to be versatile. So I wanted to be versatile, and yeah. that was sort of the name of the game from the very beginning. It was to keep my doors open, yeah. therefore keeping opportunities open. And it's always sort of carried on like that where... This is like a big machine now, and there's many facets to the business mm-hmm. so if one 's kind of slowed down for a while, I yeah. know that other things are in the meantime maintaining and um, keeping the boat afloat right. so yes. it's just this sort of nice cycle that moves around within those facets, such as yeah. exhibitions, projects, festivals um, private commissions, um, showroom sales here yeah. Um, Overseas trips with, um, you know, art projects that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, it, there's there's never a dull moment.
0: In that sense, since you've got so many things going on, like you say projects mm-hmm. collaborations workshops you do prints you have yeah. so many products light boxes yeah yeah you know sorts. children's books Yes. Yeah, yeah. um graphic design murals publications i'm out of breath just yeah, saying see, I, f- I
1: forgot see yeah, there's all yeah. those too. <laughs> there's so many
0: so many outputs and mediums yep. that you've been part of yep. and continue to do that mm-hmm. how do you balance all of those different projects and still somewhat enjoy them along the way as well is part of it Having a team, but is this also part of it how you manage yourself.
1: It is very much about the team now. Okay, um, I would literally fold tomorrow if I didn't have the people working yeah. behind me, mm-hmm. behind the scenes, um, doing playing their part. Yeah. So now, like, there's a core three here: mm-hmm. myself, my um, I call the operations manager, and now showroom manager. Yeah. Um, and we all have very different roles within this place now, and we work very closely with each other and we just keep the ball rolling really nicely obviously time management has always been that plays a very big part and I pride myself on that especially after having kids it's like you actually have no choice you have to manage your time wisely so yes there is there is that but now my uh, biggest asset in terms of managing everything is my team
0: and for say, for say, people like me, or people who's just starting out in general, who don't really have a team mm-hmm. to kind of help them, you got to work your ass off. You just got to work.
1: You got to do everything. <laughs> yeah, right. you got to do everything. You got to work your ass off. You've got to, like I said before, yeah. keep your opportunities open. Yeah, um, unless it's working with a say a brand that you're really. Totally against and you know, you you, you don't from believe in from an ethical point of view yeah. um, I would I would you know most of the time I would say yes, yeah. even if it, if you're doing stuff for free um, Doesn't matter about the money as such yeah. um, You know you're building profile so nice. um, The more people that learn to know who you are mm-hmm. the better in the end
0: well, What I find challenging about that sometimes as well is that your focus is very split mm-hmm. and how to maintain your focus on what you're doing at one given time so it doesn't compromise the quality of your work and the mm. attention that you're giving to it totally. versus just having your hands... and. In- in all the pockets simultaneously That's and you're right. not actually achieving anything.
1: Yeah, well the one of the best things someone ever said to me was work smarter, not harder, harder. Yeah. Um, and really I do um, apply that to my everyday where I can. Um, things can get a little bit, especially when you're doing everything on your own like yeah. back in yeah. the day when I was, things things were, could get pretty full on mm. and yes, you were working nights and possibly weekends too but yeah. now um, because the load is split and I'm literally my role here is to purely work with clients and project-based yeah. stuff Whereas Linda's in charge of all the technical stuff mm-hmm. and the recutting of the stencils and the um, She she does quite a bit of spray painting for me as well and Rue manages all the customers yes. All the customers that come right. into the showroom. She manages that space So right. I'm not being interrupted by that anymore. Yeah. I'm not being distracted. I can actually focus purely yeah. on case by case project by project and yeah. create new artwork so
0: and if you didn't have a team you, that would be kind of your own responsibility to make sure you're managing and giving yourself the space and the time
1: Yes. Yeah. even like team. even how it is now I still have to literally put on one hat take it off and put on right you know yeah. in, in like two or three hours I have to yeah. move on to another job because that's allocated this day or whatever mm. and that can be tricky because you're going from one kind of treatment to another or you might be going from an indoor project to an outdoor and dealing with a totally different client different needs blah blah that sort of thing so you know that's pretty manageable in terms of um, juggling people's needs and having to put these different hats on it's when I was constantly being distracted with administration right yes I mean if I had to do Rue's job for example I'd never have any time to make new art ever
0: (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, because that's the other thing right when you if you get so caught up in the admin side of things but your passion is to create as well Mm. and then like I find I get bored of my own stuff really quickly Mm. after I've after like one month of <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> being yeah. creative and I was yep. like, oh. uh, yeah. and then you're trying to sell it at the same time like Totally. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like you really need to keep doing something new or creating something yep. different, even if it doesn't end out well, on for the yourself. sales table. It's for yourself.
1: It's for yourself. It's for yourself. Yeah. Like feeling like you're Absolutely. staying connected I mean, to what you're doing. There's a certain style that I know people love, um of my you know what I offer and that's what I call my bread and butter that's my Floxy style I call it and I'll paint that probably till the day I die because that's what people love yes but in order to fulfill my internal artistic needs and Mm to um, make sure that I'm constantly evolving I now make sure that I put time aside to create new work yeah to um, go to different Cultures and experience new places and take from that, respond to that, just as I did with the Indian trip, Taiwan, that sort of thing. And um, from those experiences comes a new body of work. Yeah. As well as, and probably much more importantly, a different level of respect from people. Yes.
0: You know. So. And that's how you kind of take responsibility of your own inspiration, right? Yeah. Make time for it. Yeah. I think one of the interviews I did recently where. He Said inspiration is a decision, yeah. Um, you have to decide to be uninspired, yeah, because it's really everywhere. everywhere. So, if you want to, Constantly. you can seek it out, yeah. In that sense, have you ever experienced moments where you've been stuck for inspiration or motivation, and how did you get out of that funk?
1: It's really, it's always a hard question. Um, I literally don't have room for that like I mm. have to keep moving right so maybe that works in my favor right like I don't have time to not come up with stuff I just like I work quite fast
0: right I don't
1: sit around think overthinking things too much right yeah. like yeah. I literally am um, like I'll spend a day mm. putting together a, a pitch for example for just yesterday I did a pitch for an internal staircase you know yeah. and I'll spend six hours on that yeah and that will be the full full-on pitch visual for the client yes. whereas some people might sit on that for a week or something right. but I'll I'll flip that over they'll give me some responses it's very rare that I have to start again but they'll give me their input then I'll make some changes yeah. that sort of thing but generally speaking I work quite fast and I just I don't really have time for yeah. that Right, which possibly mm. works in my favour. That makes sense. Because if you're just, you know, if you're sort of daunting. sitting around like overthinking things, and you're not going to get anywhere.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, you just have to actually go with your first choice, or make sure that you do a decent amount of research, yes. and then just start editing down and finding that pathway that you want to take.
0: It's that um, idea of just starting and doing yeah. it. Starting. And the more and. And the quicker you do that and the faster you work through it, the better your momentum is. Totally. I think when you have yeah. laps in momentum, yes. that's when you yes. possibly are and like, that's true. oh, what am I doing? Yeah,
1: like when you start something, you you, you get that sense of momentum and you're like, yeah. yeah, 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 cool, cool, cool. And then that grows, of course, as as it goes on. So, yeah, I probably thrive off that process. I
0: and, and I guess it sounds like Not being too perfectionist about it is quite right. I'm so not a perfectionist. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know artists that are, and there's very good things and not so good things about that. That, yeah. 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 I am definitely not a perfectionist.
0: Well, there's a quote that I have to remind myself, and I love um, revisiting at times as well by Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah. It talks a lot about creativity. And she's like, done is better than good. Yeah. And you know so, the the satisfaction of finishing and it and you know yeah. and that it's momentum great. from finishing yeah. is so much more rewarding. Totally than,
1: And um, you know what? We are our biggest critic. Yes. So it's like it's, whatever you make, other people are more than likely gonna like it a whole lot more than you are. Yes. You know? That's so true. yeah, there's that non perfectionist coming out in there.
0: So leading on from that, sometimes I find as artists Owning your own style, or your way of creating, or your own creative process, so to speak, can be quite challenging. Have you experienced that for yourself, and what advice would you give for building confidence Mm. to really own your own creative process? Mm.
1: I think it's probably one of the fundamentals of what I would call success. Right. I like when you build an aesthetic and you build you're you're, when you're building an aesthetic you're building a brand you're building a brand around yourself and um you want people to see it and know who painted it yes i mean that to me is something to strive for
0: yeah i
1: like the idea that people will see something and know that it's it's blocks yeah yeah um so yeah i mean i just i think you know stay confident and 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 you don't necessarily have to have one type of aesthetic but I think it's definitely good to hone a set of skills to the point where you feel very confident in what you do and you, you may have one aesthetic over the years I've sort of split into two like I've got my Floxy style which is the bright colors layers yeah but then I've got the clean cut graphic um graphicness of the actual stencil which has Mm -hmm. become the artwork itself yeah Yeah, no I would I I don't think people should be afraid of that
0: I think it's because we sometimes get stuck in comparison where your way of doing things might not be the way others you see who are achieving recognition or Mm. success Mm. are doing it Mm. so you got you kind of go through moments of doubting the value of the way you do things the value of your process and your work
1: because well, I mean everyone's position. unique, everyone's unique, yes. and if you hone your own set of skills and you push push push, then mm. no one's going to be able to create work like that yeah at the in the world the,
0: yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's how they experience it right yeah 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 that's right yeah. Um, cool, and when you i think this is something that's come up or coming up for me recently in in conversations with friends and things like that is. When you do something you love Mm -hmm. as your job, yeah, you can sometimes forget why you love it. It's hard to stay connected with why you love it because you're just so preoccupied with the grind and the getting through things and
1: you know hustle,
0: hustle, hustle.
1: Take it for granted too. Yeah, Yeah. and
0: then you get moments where like, why did I start this? Mm, Like, mm. you you know, you lose that connection. You can get
1: kind of lost amongst it all with all the happenings and what's going on and around.
0: How do you stay connected with why you love what you do and remind yourself of it as well?
1: I think it comes back to that same thing where um, it's a balancing act of creating work that people want and then creating work that feeds my inner artist. Right. So keeping myself satisfied—that's what reconnects me and takes me back down to ground level. Of this is what I why I do this. I love what I do. Yeah, it's very fulfilling. To be selfish and to create work solely for yourself and hey if people like it bonus but you know um,
0: honor yourself first yeah yeah put yourself
1: first because most of the time you're not yes you know most of the time 90% of the time you're you're in a business you're you're uh, creating artwork you're designing briefs you're uh, fulfilling people's needs based on their requirements
0: well also you can't really control what other people do Mm-mm. to any extent, right? Or how they receive your artwork. Mm. So the only thing you have control over is how you interact with your own work mm. and what you do with it, right? That's so... It's the only way that, forward,
1: yeah. I think. And it's the only way to maintain that sort of satisfaction and and to just be... It's just a sense of realness, you yes. know? I mean, far out, I can, it, sometimes I, I really do, I pinch myself every day, I'm yeah. like, wow, I'm so grateful, you know, I really, yeah. really am grateful for where I am, and, you know, the, the life that I've created, yes. you know, that I've carved out for myself, never would I have thought in a million years that this is where I would be, but mm-hmm. um, now it's like, I can't imagine doing anything else, you yes. know, I can't, yeah. what would I do? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know I guess that's one way to know you're doing the right thing because you
1: can't imagine anything else else, you know it's like oh my gosh what would I be doing right now you know (laughs) so yeah I'm truly grateful and um, I am aware that it does feel like a bit of a cycle for me I'll get to the point of you know I would have created a new body of work which normally comes out of going somewhere, Mm -hmm. because I use my travels as a point of inspiration, as a way to create new bodies of work and sort of start again, reset. And then, you know, six months to a year down the track, after I've sort of released that body of work and there's been conversation about it, you've had feedback, maybe sold some stuff, then then you find yourself slowly getting back to that point A again, wanting, needing, yearning to create something new. Yes. And to go and seek what you need to, you know, explore. Yeah.
0: And um, taking action and responsibility yeah. for that yes. space. Yes, yeah. exactly. In terms of creativity, do you feel you have any tools or practices or mindsets even that you feel help you be more creative with your work? Mm.
1: For me, in order for me to really get down to the nitty gritty and create new work mm-hmm. i have to not be here right i cannot be in this space there's too much happening there's yes. there's people everywhere <laughs> um i literally have to leave the country
0: <laughs> so you have to eliminate distraction yeah 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 yeah
1: um and you know far out lucky that i can do that yes and that travel you know like I never traveled through my 20s like all my other friends I was I had my first baby when I was 26 I was building a business from the age of 23 or 4 and so it wasn't until I turned 30 31 that I started to travel and that was because I was traveling for my work so it's ended up being Wonderful, because yeah. I hate the idea of being a tourist. <laughs> I would so a, much rather yeah. travel for a purpose. And, you know, travel has become that way for me. You know, it's it, if, if I'm going to go somewhere, yes. I'm going to go and just reflect on that culture and come away with some fresh ideas at yeah. the very least.
0: Just be in a different headspace. And, totally and, different and, and headspace. a fresh headspace, because when you're travelling, you can't control yeah. or predict no. You, what you going see no. how you're interpret experience and I think if
1: you are there experiencing it in full reality, you know whether it be a location or a culture or whatever, I feel like i have i i have permission yes to respond to that
0: right yes. um yeah
1: you know i I don't feel like I have permission to Create a body of work around what, what do we say, um, you know, like endangered animals up in, I don't know, somewhere in the northern hemisphere or whatever, because yeah. I haven't been there. Right. So I have to, I, I need to be there in order to feel like I, I, I'm warranted to respond yes, to yes. that in an you artistic create way. You
0: can't about something that you don't know about, really, Exactly. About and
1: an I think to know is to experience, yes. therefore yes. you have to be there.
0: Yeah. 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 And so would you say for um, travel is your way of escaping or getting re-inspired?
1: Re-inspired, yeah.
0: So I guess for people, they could generally use that, not necessarily travel, but find a way or a space where they can eliminate distraction, be really... In a space of just experiencing something new and creating that space and giving themselves the permission yeah to just be in a different space for some time Absolutely. as a way of using it that for themselves yeah yeah,
1: yeah I think so it's yeah. like just I guess yeah allowing yourself the head space yes whether it be a physical move ie travel or like you say giving yourself that mental headspace to yeah. really um, hone in on an idea or something that you want to research, perhaps, mm-hmm. you know, yes. um, just yeah, letting go of some of the other preconceived ideas mm-hmm. or distractions, that sort of thing, so you can really just get in there. Yeah. Mm.
0: So you've been doing what you do for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. Would you, how do you think other people can continue to do what they love for as long as possible as well?
1: I think it comes back to versatility, right mm-hmm. I think that um, you know the industry or industries under the whole art sector, if you want to call it that are so crossed over now. there is like gray areas everywhere you don't have to be a fashion designer no you don't yeah. have to be or you know you can be a fashion designer, but there's no reason why you can't do um, ceramics and yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. other stuff on the side um. Because let's face it, if you do that, you're going to open up new audiences as well. They're going to start to cross over. I mean, that's I'm speaking from experience. There, that's what happened to Mm -hmm. me. Like I, I was doing the street art stuff. I was having exhibitions. Then I started doing kitchen splashbacks, and then you start getting some little editorials Mm -hmm. and stuff, and the audiences start talking to each other. Start to
0: converge. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and therefore the aesthetic of who you are starts to become more and more apparent
0: yeah I think when you first start out or when you're younger or fresh out of say university as well you think in very much labels mm. because you're say, you trained into one direction and Absolutely. it's like this is all you can do yep. but yep. you have so many more possibilities if you're open to it And
1: totally and I like to think things have changed there yes. like I think 12 years ago when I was at uni it was very much like that but I think um, for example AUT I think they're a bit more sort of progressive in, in that way now and there's a there's a bit more emphasis on professional development for example like actually teaching you skills such as how to run a business and that yeah, sort of thing yeah, yeah. but also um yes you can do a degree specializing in one of these subjects but you're not necessarily destined to go do down we, that yes. one track yes yeah
0: it's not to say you don't have other options totally yeah yeah have you in that sense because sometimes knowing what you need to do and doing it can be a different thing,
1: yeah. right? Yeah.
0: Have you ever experienced that for yourself when you knew what you needed to do but actually going ahead and doing it was a bit of a challenge? Because mm. for, for, say, a lot of artists or creatives or some, or anyone really, mm. um, making a start on a project can feel quite daunting. Daunting, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I think that might be possibly one of my stronger you know points of the personality I just kind of I don't think about things too
0: much and I
1: just if I know something needs doing I'll just throw myself at it yeah I'm not overly concerned about risky stuff right if it fails it fails
0: you just get on with it I just get on with it I think
1: yeah Yeah. it's like and I know that like you said before when you throw yourself into it and you make a start on something you're practically finished
0: yeah once you have the momentum right yeah
1: Yeah. once you start you're nearly finished so it's like just throwing yourself into it you know
0: so have you ever mm. had in that in that case moments where you felt like a failure or like um, felt like you sucked at something something didn't work out and how did you get back up from it um, or is it because of I the, mean I'm
1: sure yes I'm not going to bloody well think of an exact experience um,
0: maybe earlier on if not so much now
1: yeah i mean i guess earlier on when when we are doing the business course and stuff I felt like there were a lot of failures there because it was so outside of my comfort zone. Yes. Having to learn all that administrative stuff, you know, there were times where I was like, oh my God, I just want to paint or, you know. Yeah. I think maybe it's about, even though I do do what I love, there's many things still every day that I have to do that I don't really want to do. Yeah. So I guess it's about putting yourself out there into those uncomfortable zones and travel's a bit like that for me anyway mm. like you know India for example, there's nothing comfortable about that no. nothing <laughs> whatsoever it was hard yeah. but man I I loved responding to that and I yeah. loved creating the work in fact there was just so much inspiration it was tricky to even just edit it down in a sense you
0: end up expanding your boundary right you think you have this sort of cap, sort to speak, yeah. and then it gets tested, mm. and then you're like, oh, "Whoa!" Shit. <laughs> I know, right? And then <laughs> <I made it. laughs> And seeing
1: other people's work, whether it be contemporary or historical, it's like, you know, it's just, it's about filling that that bag of tricks and bringing it back. I think it's the doing stuff outside of your comfort, comfort zone. zone, eh? Yeah.
0: Have you ever fallen into comparison funks? Because sometimes that can constantly yeah. comparing yourself scale, to scale. yeah like where you know, someone who's doing something similar to you or mm, uh, mm. is more successful or mm. uh, social media can be the devil that way you kind mm. of see something and you're like oh, um, I'm doing it wrong or yeah. you, you start to entertain doubts in your it's mind really, sometimes it's
1: really funny because when I first started there was like Facebook and stuff yeah. it was like I don't even know if Facebook was around then and certainly Instagram wasn't the whole social media thing blew up, like, you know, probably, oh, what, six or seven years ago? I don't know. So, when, and, you know, soon after starting my own business, I joined Cut Collective, which was a group of four like minded artists, yes. and we did projects together. And that was a way of, I guess power power by numbers, yeah, finding our way collectively because right. we yeah like I really do feel like we were at the forefront of a really interesting movement where like we didn't have anyone to as role models yeah i didn't i i I literally was doing everything um making decisions sort of blindfolded Mm. (laughs) you know so no i wasn't i wasn't seeing i wasn't comparing yeah because i mean that would have been nice i didn't have anyone to compare Compare, like we were literally just yeah as i say blindfolded just trying to to figure stuff out
0: or get out of any funks I i think also having a team or like a group of people that you're working with is mutually supportive as well definitely which kind of makes you feel a little less fearful rather than being well you've got you've got your, you've got your peers to yeah, exactly. yeah critique you yeah you know
1: yeah. hey what do you reckon about this oh no 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 yeah you know um, or why don't you try this oh yeah that's a good idea okay
0: outside of work do you take part in any other creative activities that are just for yourself and your enjoyment no. no, your love, your yeah. your work so, is it. <laughs> work is it's the not joy. It. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Always <laughs> <laughs> like travel when you get to travel. Travel was my yeah, uh,
1: and you know we're going um up to Indonesia next week, and that's that is actually holiday. Yeah. In saying that, you know, I will be undeniably looking around and you know um, drawing some comparisons between my trip. Well, I've been to Bali a couple of times, yeah, yeah. but also the trip up to India mm-hmm. last year, you yeah. know. And, you know, I love going back to Bali because of the indulgences there and, and the time out that I get. But I also have in the back of my head that I love to cut a track up there and to do some stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm always on this, I'm sniffing out stuff all the time just to see what will happen.
0: In terms of, say going back to a bit on the creative your creative process. How do you come up with your ideas and develop your projects, art pieces, etc. Products.
1: Um, the projects mm-hmm. are often driven by a brief. Right. So um, it's so they very. to you.
0: Yeah. As opposed to you seeking them out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay.
1: Um, so that's, that's project based stuff. Like I will work to a brief, which is good because you're, yeah. you get restrictions, right? Yes. And you, you get a thematic that you yeah, need yeah, to yeah. research, and there's your starting point. With private commissions, um, people are often fundamentally let them choose which um, flora, fauna they want. Yeah. They can look at past examples that I've got on the website, for example, and then they just kind of they don't need a sketch or, a, you know, they let me go for it. Yes. So okay. um, there's different levels of...
0: Freedom and... Freedom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, I'd love to finish off with a quote... Yeah. ...by Albert Einstein, mm. where he says that creativity is contagious. Pass it on. hmm What are your thoughts on this?
1: It's definitely contagious. I think that would relate to the whole collaboration aspect of, mm-hmm. like, that's a big fundamental yes in terms of my practice. Mm-hmm. You can't sit inside your little circle, your little bubble, and create stuff. You've got to, like, look around and work with others where you can. Yes. I had to quote for something in the Herald recently about collab. You know, what, what did it mean to me? And, you know, collab with another artist or a group of artists will take you down a path that you never would have otherwise gone down on mm. your own. And again, it's not easy. It's put. It is. It is putting yourself outside of that comfort zone because you're having to let others in. Yes. And lots of artists don't like doing that. No. But um, you know, my co-papa or my uh, ideology is to share and to cross pollinate yes. because I know that's going to get us so much further.
0: Yes.
1: You know. Yes.
0: Yeah. Awesome. That was a nice way to finish
1: up. Cool. Thank you.
0: So that's it for this episode of Curiously Creative. We hope it has sparked a little, or a lot, of creativity and curiosity in you. Curiously Creative is a production by Curiously Creative. Who would have thought? So if you'd like to know our comings and goings, and check out some more inspiring content, head on over to curiouslycreative.co.nz. Until the next episode, with lots of love and a massive splash of joy, Akriti, your creative curiosity advocate. Oh, and if you enjoyed this episode, please do leave us a comment on iTunes as it helps more people find these conversations.